Blog Talk Radio.
I am Jehovah, the mighty God. to Miracle Internet Church. Hi, I'm Pastor Sabrina. And on behalf of the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ, I greet you in the name of the Lord. Amen? I want to thank you for joining us. This may not be where you thought you were supposed to be, but you're in the right place. God has seen to it that you found your way to us, and he's never wrong. So keep listening, because God has plenty to say to you, and he wants you to hear every single word. Amen? Miracle Internet Church is a Christian, non-denominational, Protestant, international church. Amen? We're a church. We span the globe, and we have membership in heaven and in earth. How about that? So, we want to thank the Lord for everything he's done for us, and we thank him for bringing you to us. We invite everyone to join us in our chat room. And our chat room is located on our webpage. Our webpage is MiracleInternetChurch.com. MiracleInternetChurch.com. If you're on a computer, a tablet, or a um, laptop, when the page comes up across the banner, you'll see MIC Radio Chat. When the page changes, click Guest. When the page changes again, sign in using one of the names that's on your birth certificate and enter your greeting to the saints, and the saints will greet you in return. Amen? If you're on a cell phone, Please do the following. Use your browser to find Miracle Internet Church. When it comes up, across the banner, you'll see three white lines against a black white line. And it will open up all the other links. Please do follow the directions you just heard. And enjoy the word of the Lord. Amen? Amen. We want to thank God for his goodness, for his mercy. We want to thank him for the blood of Jesus. We want to thank him for the armor of God. We want to thank him that we're still alive so we can can do some more obedience before we leave here. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. That's important for sure. Mm-hmm. 
There are some souls that need to be reached, and we're some of the people that are going to reach them. Amen? There are prayers that need to be prayed, and we're some of the people that are going to pray them. There's blessings that need to be dispersed. And we're some of the people that are going to disperse them. So, we're so happy that everyone joined us. And we pray that you have received the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. But if not, feel free to do so. Just ask him to forgive you of all of your sins. And ask him to come into your heart. And to be your God, inform him, tell him that you believe that he died on the cross for your sin and that you receive that. You receive that. You're in agreement with that. And that you believe him to be God and ask him to come live in your heart And be your Lord and Savior. Amen. He will introduce himself to you. Amen. And you'll be new from then on. Amen. Praise the Lord. Tonight, saints, the Holy Spirit says we're going to begin by praying for the people that are backslidden in the ministry. They're still in the ministry, but they're just backslidden. We're going to pray for them because God wants to restore them. See, they're sitting there having an attitude when God wants full repentance and a change of attitude. So, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we ask, for your mercy and compassion to touch that person's heart. We ask that the Holy Spirit take over and do what is necessary to convince them that pouting and sulking and running away is not the solution to the issue. We ask you, Lord, to show them that you're waiting for them not the other way around. You're waiting for them to change their attitude. You're waiting for them to come to you and to ask for help. You're waiting for them to contact the pastor. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we open our arms wide to receive them. Whatever they have done, we've already forgiven them. And we thank you for bringing them back, that they may pick up, grow up, and live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, Lord, thank you for answering that prayer. Amen. At some point, somebody prayed something for each of us, or we wouldn't have been here tonight. Somebody, somewhere, said something. So, I pray that they decide to change their mind. Amen. Praise the 
the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. They're not the only ones in the world that's done it wrong first and had to get it right later. Amen? Amen. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, the Bible says that jealousy is self-centered and does not trust God. So, Heavenly Father, thank you for wanting to keep us free from all envy, all jealousy, or all covetousness in any form. Help us to love others and to rejoice with them. And help us to remember that love is patient and kind at all times. And that love never envies or feels jealous. Forgive us for being jealous and envious of others, their possession, their position, or however it is we have estimated them and compared them to ourselves, because the Bible says that comparison is not wise. And in so doing, we have behaved foolishly and sinned. We fully repent of all jealousy, envy, and all covetousness in our lives. Father, we choose to resist all jealousy by trusting you and knowing that you will always take good care of us. As we take heed to your word, Father, we learn how to beware of covetousness and jealousy. Your word has taught us that a person's life does not consist in the abundance of things he possesses, but in living for you. We thank you for the spiritual abundance that you have blessed us with. Father, We now realize that godliness with contentment is great gain for us. We will always trust your provision because we know you will always supply all of our needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Lord God, we thank you for the truth of your love that sets us free from all temptations of jealousy. Thank you for delivering us from jealousy, Father. In Jesus' name. Now say, if you've ever been jealous of anybody, if you've ever been envious of anyone, even for a moment, if you've ever been covetous, Just repent right now. Tell the Father, Father, I repent of that. I was wrong. My eyes were in the wrong place. They were focused on somebody else instead of you. Help me to never do that again for as long as I live. 
and I'll thank you and give you the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, saints, so we're going to do it again, okay? Father, in the name of Jesus, each member of Miracle Internet Church, forgive all the members of Miracle Internet Church that have ever been jealous, envious, or covetousness. In Jesus' name, we remit that sin in their lives, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. There. Is that better? I hope so. And we ourselves receive that same forgiveness, Father. Thank you for it. Amen. Now, we can go forward. Amen. Amen. Thank Jesus approved. Amen. Praise God. You see, we always like to ask God to forgive us, and we inform him that we have forgiven others. But we need to release it from our hearts to one another. Amen? You know there are things that people have told God that they are sorry for, and they've told themselves, but they have this little tinge of guilt that they carry around in a knapsack. Well, it's time for the knapsack to go away because the entire church has forgiven each other. So no more knapsacks. That's the end of that. Okay? Are you in agreement, Miracle? Are you in agreement? Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Proud of you. So, We're going to pray. Amen. No more knapsacks of guilt. Amen. We're not carrying that around this year. Remember, we we had this big old um, uh, disposal unit, garbage can that we were supposed to dump all of that stuff into. We can't carry it any further. No more knapsacks of guilt hanging around. That's got to go. Jesus already took it all on the cross, and now the whole church has forgiven you. Amen? And you have received forgiveness from every member of the church. So there's no more knapsacks with all that guilt and condemnation. It's ooky, and it's bad, and we're not carrying that with us. Okay? All right. Praise the Lord. And some of you, in your knapsack, you had some rocks in there. And with those rocks, you either beat yourself up or you beat up the memory of whatever happened. No more of those kinds of rocks. We're not carrying them around either. We're letting them go. All right? Amen. You see, some people think that all Christians do is condemn one another, but that is not the truth. It is not. It is not the truth at all. Not at all. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank you. Well, I'm glad you're not carrying it anymore, J.D., 
Amen. Heavenly Father, we gird about our loins, spirit of truth, and in humility and great joy, we wear the breastplate of righteousness. Our feet are shod with brand new shoes, the preparation of the gospel of peace. And we carry the shield of faith so that we'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. We wear the helmet of salvation and we take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. We are covered by the blood of Jesus. We are the head and not the tail. Amen. No weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper. And so, Father, we want to thank you that you are our shepherd and we shall not want. You supplied all of our needs according to your riches and glory, and we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So we cast down every imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and we bring every thought captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ. We cast all of our cares upon you, Lord, every single one. We don't hold on to any of them because you tell us to humble ourselves by casting our cares upon you and to stop walking around with a backpack full of care because we weren't designed to carry all that. We're designed to cast it on you. And so because that's what we were designed to do, that's what we do right now, Father. All of our care, every single little minute thing, we cast it all upon you right now. And we thank you for your answers, your solutions, your intervention, and your provision for our needs. Because you supply all of our needs according to your riches and glory through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. It's taken care of. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for divine help. Amen. Thank you that you heal all of our diseases and by your stripes we have been healed. We thank you for the joy of the Lord. Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position, seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan, the strong man, all his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, decisions, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, and we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and we come out of agreement with Satan, his wicked agents, and their evil power. We close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy. In Jesus' name, we pull down all demonic thrones, we bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. 
We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong man and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains in darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons. Listeners, reporters, watchers, peeps, whispers, familiar electronic, digital, technology demons, and their attacks. Leviathan spirits and their attacks. Brainwashing Kundalini spirits and their attacks. All water and marine spirits and their attacks. All sex devils and their attacks. All unclean spirits and their attacks. All passive devils and their attacks. All pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation spirits, artificial intelligence spirits, smart dust and drone spirits, all sorcery devils and their attacks, all seducing, womanizing, whoredom spirits and their attacks, all the voices of the stranger, the charmer, and the seducer and their attacks, all hypnotic and trance devils and their attacks, all mystic rituals and their intent. We take authority, dominion, and power over every attack, over every member of Miracle Internet Church, from a witch, a wizard, a warlock, a sorcerer, a shaman, a witch doctor, a diviner, or a pagan. We bind those attacks. We bind the attacks from every liar in the name of Jesus Christ. We return to the sender, ever it originated, all such attacks in Jesus' name according to the covenant. All such attacks in Jesus' name. We return according to the covenant in the name of Jesus. We want to thank you, Lord, for helping us as we do warfare tonight. We ask you to release the angels to do what you uh, assigned them to do where these attacks are concerned in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we want to thank you that all these attacks that the members of MIC have endured all these many months, yes, it has strengthened us. We have grown. We become better at it, but Father, it's time for some of these things to to leave, to cease and desist in the name of Jesus. We place in your hands all the originators of these attacks in Jesus' Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You're very kind to us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you very much. We find the Havana syndrome, brain changes, injuries, all remote viewing, all sonic and audio weapons, all whoredom spirits and their attacks, all the voices of the stranger and their attacks, all targeted radio frequency, pulse weapons and their attacks, 
or microwave attacks, or debilitating sonic frequency attacks, or hypnotic and trance devils and their attacks, mystic rituals and their intent. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magician. We bind all microwave frequency weapons, 5G and their components. And Father, in the name of Jesus, we bind all electromagnetic demons. We bind Bozy in the name of Jesus Christ. For every member of Miracle Internet Church where there's a demon attacking their cell phone or their computer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask that as we continue to with this warfare and worship, that you release your angels to attack those demons in Jesus' name, that they are attacked completely, that they are taken off the scene, them and all of their reinforcements in the name of Jesus Christ. We take authority, dominion, and power over the technology demons, the electronic demons, Bozy, and every other type of demon, hex, vex, spell, whatever it may be from the witchcraft and occult end that has attacked our devices in Jesus' name. Whenever we go to do something that is of God, especially with regard to the ministry, our equipment is attacked. So we send these attacks back where they came from in the name of Jesus. We return them according to the covenant exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that worketh in us in Jesus' name. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. Thank you, Jesus. Father, there have been um, saints, M-I-C saints, that the devil is surveilling them using wizards and witches and other such persons. We call a cease and desist on the surveillance in Jesus' name. Lord, you are well able to make seeing eyes blind in Jesus' name. We thank you for that and whatever else you choose to do concerning it. In the name of Jesus. There was a man that was in the presence of the Apostle Paul who attempted to hinder the work of God in the life of someone who was struggling to believe. And he ended up being blind for a season. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That attack is returned. Get off her hand in Jesus' name. The attack turned in the name of Jesus. Every attack, every attack, every attack must go back. Every attack, every attack, every attack must go back in Jesus' name. Every attack, every attack, 
every attack must go back in the name of Jesus. Jesus' name. 
We bind all mystic rituals and their intent. We bind all debilitating sonic frequencies and the work of every druid. We bind Buddhist, black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, North American, South American, Islander, tribal, indigenous groups, all coven, all cults, all cabals, and all conclaves in the name of Jesus. We bind every cult, all of their bewitchments, all of their lies, all of their deception, all of their error, all of their doctrine, all of the demons that attend them and continue to promote, we bind every single one in the name of Jesus Christ. We take authority, dominion, and power over every coven, covens of witches, warlocks, wizards, witch doctors, pagans, Non-governmental organizations. Do-gooders that are against Jesus Christ. Philanthropic groups that are front for sin and antichrist behavior. We bind your methodology. We bind your techniques. We bind your finances in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind cabal in the name of Jesus Christ. Every cabal. We bind you in the name of Jesus. We bind every such group. Listed that comes under the umbrella of the Illuminati in the name of Jesus. We bind every single aspect of each of these groups in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind their influence and their powers. We bind their communications in Jesus' name. We bind their financial exchange. We bind their power broking in the name of Jesus Christ. And that includes the mainstream media. We bind your lies. 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 Uruga We take authority, dominion, and power over global organizations who were elected by no one. Who attempt to run the world. We bind every aspect of your existence in the name of Jesus Christ. And we call for the judgment of the righteous judge upon you in Jesus' holy name. 
thank you. Ri le de Dios surra. Kiri se la de Dios surra. De resula de Dios curre cala de Dios surra. I share le de Dios surri. Kita na broca de abrisha le de Dios surra. Toro abrisha. We ban. Let me back up here a minute. Okay. We bind all the voices of the stranger in their attacks, our hypnotic and trance devils, mystic rituals, and their intent. And we overturn and empty our cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts. We bind Caribbean and Latin American black and white magic. We bind all Morgellons attacks. And return the attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils. We bind all evil spirits which take animal forms, all shape-shifting spirits, trapping them into their shifted form for eternity. We bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, hyperactivity, low levels of dopamine. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his power to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect and all satanic ritual abuse devils, satanic worship, witchcraft dedications, and all rituals done on the phases of the moon. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We bind all formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits. We bind the spirits of infirmity, supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We bind the transference of evil spirits. We bind mammon and his agents. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, Sabotage, hinder, monitor, track, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, defile, corrupt, undermine, despise, bewitch, tranquilize, assassinate, divide, confound, attack, reproach, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We bind the shedding of injected persons upon us. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind false flags. We bind the bondage of generations of the fool and the spirit of the fool in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind. We bind the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind food, lust, addictions, and gluttony. We return to sender according to the covenant, all in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, psychic weapon, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, blood rituals, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting about righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, rite, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vows, root work, or sin against us. Astral projections, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. No demon, no wicked person, or unrighteous event left behind. Binding the inordinate use of conjugal rights, returning to sender, all witchcraft attacks through channeling in the satellite, the app, and the broadcast, binding all uh, abortions as a magical ritual. Returning to sender, all Cameroonian wizardry, black magic, jujus, hexes, vexes, and such. All tribal witchcraft and its outworkings return to sender in Jesus' name. Returning to sender, all tribal jealousies in Jesus' name. Returning to sender, all Chaldean witchcraft, 
hexes, vexes, jinxes, and such in Jesus' name. Returning to sender, all Spanish witchcraft in the name of Jesus Christ. Returning to sender, all Haitian witchcraft in Jesus' holy name. We are breaking and destroying our social, emotional, and psychological ties with food and drink, which are displeasing to Jesus Christ. We're binding superficial religious acts and every act of sexual sin. We're binding magical spells for love, money, protection, black magic, white magic, candle magic, hoodoo, root work, lucky charms, high magic, and folk magic spells. Binding the demons of energies, boomeranging their wicked works upon them, Binding all magical language, magic signs, and magical patterns, even in numbering. Binding synchronicity. Binding and caging Poseidon and all underwater demons and stripping them of their crowns, powers, and thrones and transferring them back to Jesus Christ because all power belongs to God. Binding all conjurations and summoning of demons. Binding Jewish black magic mysticism, magic writings, magic artifacts, Binding the essence of magic and Jewish magic by practitioners, amulets, bowls, precious stones, incantations, divining practices, magic spells, potions. Binding all blockages to righteous spiritual reception in Jesus' holy name. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, Great Reset, Make-Believe, Fantasy, Fables, Enchantments, False Religions, Numerology, Horoscope, the Spirits and Works of the Oppressors, and the, excuse me, the Spirit and the Children of Disobedience. Martial Arts, Yoga, Transcendental Meditation, Antichrist Ideologies and Doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic Practices and Spirits, Lewdness, Perversions, the Outworking of Vain Deceit, Death Spirits, Spirits of Destruction, Chaos, and Mayhem, Oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We bind the king of pride and all of his underlings in the name of Jesus Christ. We take authority, dominion, and power, and we bind all human, demonic, Blood, sexual, financial, animal, food, fecal, and soulish sacrifices in Jesus' name. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, unyielding, nature worship, deception, idle mind, unfocused mind, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirit, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, violence, and temptation to sin. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Molech, Basilic, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, all gods and goddesses, Isis, Osiris, On, and all false deities, Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet, and the 72 in Jesus' name. We chain you with eternal chains under darkness, and we send you to the feet of Jesus for judgment. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, psychic weapons, prompters, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs, signals, and we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We are breaking the powers of every Masonic ritual, rite, ceremony, vow, pledge, and pact. In the name of Jesus, we bind the rituals, the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, the worship, the grip, 
Freemasonry, their charter, uh, the rituals of every secret society and every affiliated organization in Jesus' name. And we loose ourselves from these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the insanity, pride, worker errors, foolishness of our own opinions. We bind being misled and misleading others in Jesus' name. And we return and loose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, and witchcraft back on their own heads as well as their mind control in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of slumber. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief, and we ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we have come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we've come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief and whom we serve and obey. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we bind and disconnect from ourselves. Every demon that has followed us was sent to us or transferred to us. We command it to go into the spiritual cage, be bound, go to the feet of Jesus for judgment. And we command it to leave us now, whether it came through the computer, through the computer lines, through the phone lines, or through any curses in Jesus' holy name. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem and elsewhere. We pray for kings and all who are in authority and all true Christians, especially those that are being persecuted or left behind anywhere in the world, including Afghanistan. We also include the January 6th prisoners. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. Thank you, Lord. Father, we particularly lift up to you any Christians that are being persecuted in prison. In Jesus' name. They're incarcerated. Equip them to overcome, Father. Rike, teach them to overcome in Jesus' name. Protect them from the evil one. Whether they be hospitalized in a nursing facility of some sort or in an actual prison, 
Yerra la la dios sundra brisa la dios sundra la dios sundra. We lift up Julian Assange to you. Rilla la dios surriga. Ringe de la brocha la dios sundra braca curgindi la brocha la. Ringe de la brocha la dios sundra de dios carraki. Rilla la dios sundra brisa la dios sundra la dios sundra bracaki. Lord, you said you came to set the captives free. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. We thank you. Father, we cover ourselves in the blood of Jesus and our mode of transportation, whatever that may be. We take authority, dominion, and power over the airways, over the roads, and over the waters in the name of Jesus. We forbid any damages or any dangers to be placed in our way. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. We thank you that you have dispatched your angels, Father, ahead of us to protect us and our property in Jesus' name. Father, in the name of Jesus, we cover ourselves and our property with the blood of Jesus. We take authority over all demons of the day and night and bad dreams and night dreams and sex dreams, or anyone or anything trying to get into our dreams. We take authority, dominion, and power over any poisonings that they have attempted to uh, put in us while we were sleeping, in our dreams, whatever they have done in our sleep, in our dreams, coming against us, we send it back. We reject it in the name of Jesus Christ, and we return it from whence it came in Jesus' name. We take authority, dominion, and power over harassing demons in Jesus' name. We send them back, and their wickedness to attack them in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Father, all those who summon demons to attack members of Miracle Internet Church, we ask for those demons to go back to those that, that summoned it for them to attack them in the name of Jesus. You didn't call for such. You did not ordain such. And we will not agree with what they have done in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you for the wall of fire that surrounds us with your glory in the midst. We thank you for warring, linking angels, Lord. We thank you for praising angels. And, but most of all, we thank you for your very presence in our midst. Amen. Your very presence in our midst. Father, we pull out all fiery darts, pins, needles, spears, voodoo, witchcraft, curses, whatever the enemy sent, we pull it out and we send it back from whence it came. We destroy all ungodly silver cords and ley lines, and sever from ourselves ungodly soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, and all other forms of agreement with the demonic realm. We completely destroy, in the name of Jesus, all walls of protection around witches, warlocks, wizards, sorcerers, witch doctors, shamans, globalists, nanotechnologies, Satanists, and the like. And we break and destroy all of their charms, love spells, vexes, hexes, curses, spells, fetishes, prayers, witchcraft, death spirits, bewitchments, potions, jinxes, all voodoo, magic, sorcery, mind control, brain frequency, meditation, sickness, torment, pain, destruction, psychic power and warfare, incense and candle burning, 
prayer chains, incantations, and root works, crystals, hoodoo, tribal rituals, and sins. Everything being sent to us from the demonic realm, we send it right back. We destroy all of their protections and shields in the name of Jesus Christ. We destroy in the name of Jesus all of their protections and shields in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, for uh, our warfare, the return descender, even penetrating through their shields in Jesus' name. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. With the blood of Jesus Christ, we erase from ourselves all evil lines drawn on our body parts in Jesus' name. Through their rituals, through uh, Wiccans or pagans or any other sort, we pull their rituals off of us and we fling them back to where they came from in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the blood of Jesus, Lord. We return spirits of hate, bitterness, murder, envy, jealousy, covetousness, wizardry, greed, sorcery, fear, heaviness, bondage, and blindness in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with every blessing in heavenly places in Jesus' name. And we receive them all now by your grace and by faith in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen, 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 and thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I need to take a sip right here of some juice. And where was I, Lord? Okay. And amen. I need to do something. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Amen. Praise God. Now, let's see if I can't do something right quick, like, amen, and I hope that helps. I hope that helps. Praise God. Okay, let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see. Okay. All right. Praise God. So, tonight, yes, tonight. Our featured song is Psalm 99. Our featured song is Psalm 99. And our verse for meditation comes from the book of Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 13. Amen. And our featured ebook is Wizards Caging People, Powers of Dark. Amen. If you don't know about that, you need to know. Amen? Amen. So, tonight we're going to talk about wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. So, saints of the Most High God, here's the good news. Here it is. In Ecclesiastes, 
Chapter 12, verse 13. Ecclesiastes starts with an E. Chapter 12, it comes right after Proverbs. Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes, chapter 12, beginning with verse 13. Beginning with verse 13. Beginning with verse 13. Saints of the Most High God, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Saints of the Most High God, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God, reverence God, and keep, obey his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. That's good to remember, you know. Yes, God said it, saints. Fearing, reverencing our God, and obeying his commandments, to us is the whole duty of man. Commands to us are directing us to him. God's commands to us are directing us to him. They're telling us that we were made for God. They are telling us that we were made for God. We were made for fellowship with him in Christ Jesus by the Holy Spirit. Yes, we were made for fellowship with him, Christ Jesus, by the Holy Spirit. So perhaps we should pay more attention, eh? I think so. Verse 14 says that God is going to do something. Can you believe it? Yes, he's going to do something. It says that he will bring every work into judgment. That's serious. Every work, everything. What do you mean? Okay, I'm going to give you a work that you're very familiar with, raising children, educating children, helping them to become successful and mature adults. God shall bring every work into judgment. Yes, he's going to judge that with every secret thing. 
he's going to bring the secret things into judgment too, whether they be good or whether they are evil. That's important to remember as we continue to serve the Lord, saints. Amen. Yes, saints, this day, this day of judgment is fast approaching. I know we don't like to think of it too often, but we need to call it to remembrance now and again. Deuteronomy chapter 13, verse 4. Deuteronomy chapter 13, verse 4. Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 13, verse 4. Yes. We want to be ready whenever Jesus comes. Since everything's coming under judgment, we want to be ready. Amen. We don't want to waste our time. We want to we maximize the potential of every day. Deuteronomy chapter 13, verse 4. Ye shall walk after the Lord your God. We shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him and keep his commandments and obey his voice, and ye shall serve him and cleave unto him. Again, ye shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him and keep his commandments. And obey his voice, and ye shall serve him and cleave unto him. That's important. You see, saints, God wants us to have union with himself. It means that we must leave all other gods. Whatever form they may take, it means that we must leave all other gods, whatever form they may take, and join him alone as our God. Amen. It is a decision and a choice. For the saints. Amen. We cleave to him as we open ourselves to his word and submit to his authority over us. We cleave to him as we open ourselves to his word and submit to his authority over us. His instruction to us opens the way for commitment and security. His instruction to us opens the way commitment and security, just as he intended. When we follow God's plan 
we are never disappointed. When we follow God's plan, we are never disappointed. Deuteronomy chapter 27, beginning with verse 9. Deuteronomy chapter 27, beginning with verse 9. Deuteronomy chapter 27, beginning with verse 9. And I'm going to start in the middle of the verse. Take heed and hearken, O Israel. This day thou art become the people of the Lord thy God. Thou shalt therefore obey the voice of the Lord thy God and do his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day. We are the people of God. We are no longer the people of the world. We actually belong to God. Realizing this, we should listen to him with the intent to obey him. Instead of coming to prayer with the intent of getting him to do what we want. Amen? Considering this, we should obey the voice of the Lord. We must actually perform the works which correspond to his commands and his statutes. We must actually perform the works which correspond to his commands and his statutes. The Gospel of John, chapter 2, verse 5. The Gospel of John, chapter 2, verse 5. The Gospel of John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. The Gospel of John, Chapter 2, verse 5. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, whoever it is that's listening that has a headache, I take authority, dominion, and power over that headache in the name of Jesus Christ. I bind it at its source in Jesus' name. I command it to leave them now. And I ask, Lord Jesus, that you apply your blood strike to the needed area. Woo! In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Ooh, thank you, Lord. Amen. All right, John, the Gospel of John, chapter 2, verse 5. His mother, speaking of Mary, the mother of Jesus, saith unto the servant, Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. Can this be said any clearer? Do what God says to do, period. No further explanation needed. Being told what to do is one thing many people do not like to have occur. 
Now, people with rebellion issues, especially deep-seated rebellion issues, they usually have a wall built so that they can ignore and bend off whatever is told to them that they don't want to partake of. They have a tendency to judge the one who gives the message rather than to obey the command. There are members of Miracle Internet Church. You have very deep-seated rebellion issues. Sometimes they go all the way back to your childhood. You need to spend time before the Lord getting these issues resolved in your life because as long as rebellion is a stronghold in your life, witchcraft will be present. Thank you. Amen? Amen. So we will listen to what Mary, the mother of Jesus, said. Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it like to be able to make their own choices and thereby control their own destiny. Most people like to be able to make their own choices and thereby control their own destiny. You know, God brought up the subject of control with us not too long ago. So my question is, is that you? Is it? Is that you? You're one of those people who want to control your own destiny. You want to make your own choices. You don't want the Holy Spirit telling you no. And you don't want to email pastor so she can tell you no either. Selah. Amen. Praise God. If that's you, you know what you need to do. Amen. It is very common to hear of a person losing their job because they refuse to do what they were told to do. They try to work out life. They try to work or live for Christ in their own way rather than to follow company policy and procedures or to obey scripture and the exhortations of truth. People often think that they, the individual, the saint, knows what is best rather than trust those who have already walked that path and do know what is best. You know, people that are very strong-willed, very strong-willed, very independent, very high-minded, don't really want anybody telling them anything. 
They think they know better. They usually think they know more than anyone else. They have a tendency toward that. And it is not a strength. Instead, it works as a weakness. They are reluctant to depend on God or anyone else. But I admonish them, those persons, to humble themselves under the mighty hand of God. Amen? The way to win. There are persons who figure they don't have to wait on God to do anything. They can do it themselves. God hadn't answered me in the time I think I ought to be answered. I'll just do it myself. That's an excellent (coughs) formula for tragedy. And these people like to have Walls erected around them so that any criticism that come their way, any corrections, any exhortations, any admonitions, it it just bounces off of them because they don't receive it. They don't want to receive it. Amen? Amen? They have a hard time with it. They have a hard time receiving correction at all. And you have to have a lot of patience and forbearing and long-suffering to attempt to work with them. They want to be right all the time. And there is no one who is right all the time because all of us are human. And humans prone to to err. So if you recognize these weaknesses in yourself, take them to the Lord. Sincerely. Desiring to be more like him. Amen. Amen. You know, when we were children, they called these kind of children hard-headed because they did not want to do what they were told. They resented it. But that's not the way you follow Jesus. Resentment for his correction in your life. That's not how you follow him. You grow to realize that God corrects you using whatever method he chooses to use because he loves you. He wants you to be like Jesus. He wants you to overcome. He wants you to be successful. And hopefully... You get to learn this. Amen? 
Amen. So, everybody has the opportunity to grow, and everybody has the opportunity has the privilege of of enjoying that opportunity. Amen. So there are people who will give the the steering wheel to Jesus for a while, so to speak, but if it's not looking like they want it to look like, then they want to take it back. That's not how you trust the Lord. Amen? That's, That's not the correct method. You have to learn that God is never wrong and that he is trustworthy and can be trusted. At some point, you have to learn to let go of the fear and the paranoia and the stubbornness. Amen? You got to learn the way it is. Everybody has got to come to these places. Everybody. Because these are things that are common to mankind. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, there are persons who try to work or to live for Christ in their own way rather than to follow company policy and procedures or to obey scriptures and the exhortations of truth. People often think that they, the individual, the saint, knows what is best rather than trust those who have already walked the path and do know what is best. The moment a person chooses to become a believer in Jesus Christ, a follower of Jesus Christ, that person gives up their personal choices. At that moment, they make Jesus their Lord, Jesus their chief boss over their entire life order for Jesus to be the Lord and Master, he must be obeyed implicitly. That means without reservation or doubt, there is no room for question stirred by doubt. Clarity, yes. Doubt or fear, No. Seeking clarity and instruction is one thing, and God knows what you're really doing. But in doubt or fear or unbelief, there is no room for doubt or refusal to obey, regardless of how out of the ordinary God's command may sound to you. Amen. Amen. Some people, God's saying, don't move yet. 
Well, conventional wisdom says, blah, blah, there is no wisdom above God's wisdom. There isn't. He is the only wise God. Everything else is foolishness. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. God being the perfect creator of everything actually does know what is best for each person in every situation. God being the perfect creator of everything actually does know what is best for each person in every situation. In knowing what is best, there will be times that God will tell someone to do something which sounds strange. In this passage, the servants were told to serve water at a wedding as though it were wine. When the believer actually trusts God and does what he is told to do, it opens the door wide for God to do what only he can do. It allows God to do miracles and change lives and situations. When you continue to follow the Lord in trust and faith, believing, when God will ask you to step out and do some unexpected thing. Now, I'm going to warn you against counseling with your own thoughts. <laughs> your thoughts haven't, <laughs> haven't always done you good before. Amen? Amen? Rather than turning the other way and ignoring God, ah, ignoring God, let me give you a piece of advice. That won't work either. Okay? It just will not. Do what he is telling you to do. There is no vacation, Jonah, that you can go on to ignore God. There is no cruise line that can shield you from the power of God. Amen. Never allow yourself to shirk back in fear or doubt. Boldly go forward 
knowing that God is in control and knows what he is doing and asking you to do something. God has a plan for your life. Ask yourself if you are willing to do whatever he asks you to do. Ask yourself if you are willing to do whatever he asks you to do. Romans chapter 6, verse 17. Romans chapter 6, verse 17. But God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. You have obeyed from the heart. Hmm. From the heart? You see, your obedience to God is an offering. Oh, yes, it is. It's an offering. Offering that is acceptable to God and that glorifies him. Oh, yes. That is the truth. It's an offering to him. You see, Cain and Abel had that issue. Abel gave an offering that was acceptable to God in obedience. Cain tried to offer to God his disobedience, and it was not accepted. Amen? Obedience to God does not mean that we are being manipulated or put under a bunch of arbitrary rules or formal laws. You see, heathen think that way. Heathen think that way. We're not heathen. We're not heathen. No, obedience to our God is grace-filled liberation. Liberation from the bondage which sin brings and the certainty of death. Obedience brings liberation from haunting memories of sin and its effect. Obedience to God brings liberation to be the saints which we were created to be. Mm, That's right. Remember Jesus came to set the captives free and he lived a life of obedience? Well, praise the Lord for liberation through obedience. Deuteronomy chapter 26, verse 16. Deuteronomy chapter 26, verse 16. 
Deuteronomy chapter 26, verse 16. This day the Lord thy God hath commanded thee to do these statutes and judgments. Thou shalt therefore keep them and do them with all thine heart and with all thy soul. Thou shalt therefore keep and do them with all thine heart and with all thy soul. Yes, saints, we are to obey God's word and do them with all of our heart and soul. How can we say that we love God if we do not obey him with all of our heart and all of our soul? Psalm 
You know, parents try to bribe their children. If you do this, then I'll take you here. And if you do this, and if you do your homework, I'll do this and that. No, that's wrong. You know why? Because whatever it is that they're supposed to do, they're supposed to do that because that's what they're supposed to do. It requires no reward. It is their reasonable service. When I grew up, I didn't get a gift or Burger King or any of that because I got good grades. If I didn't get good grades, I was in trouble. Why? Because that's what I was sent to school to do. I was to do my very best, and I was to get good grades. That's what I was supposed to do. It was my reasonable service. Do we understand? Amen. That's what I was supposed to do. It's what I had the opportunity to do. Because in so doing, I grew, I learned, I matured, and I came into adulthood. (coughs) My good grades opened opportunities for me that I may not have gotten and I'm pretty sure would not have if I didn't have that scholastic standing. So obedience opens doors to greater blessings. Amen. Praise the Lord. My parents did not believe and getting me something every time it was report card time. I didn't get new shoes or new this or a new purse or whatever it is every time it was report card time. No, I just had to show up with a report card, and it better look good. Amen. <coughs> Amen. Amen. So perhaps that person decided to clean and organize. They were so excited to show you the work they accomplished, and they wanted you to be pleased. For many who claim Christ, it seems that their obedience is not a whole Hearted obedience. It is more of a forced obedience. It is an obedience of necessity. You know, they get in a tight place, and the obedience that they had not been doing before, not that they didn't know they were supposed to do it, they just didn't want to do it and didn't do it, All of a sudden, they're trying to do it now. Why? Because they want God to get them out of the pinch. That's why. But 
not with this psalmist. His objective is to observe the way of God's statutes to the end of his life. This with a whole heart. The Christian's attitude and obedience to God is a direct reflection of his or her love for God. The Christian's attitude and obedience to God is a reflection of his or her love for God. Mark Chapter 12, verse 30. Mark, chapter 12, verse 30. Now, I'm going to say this because the Holy Spirit's prompting me to touch this issue. There are some in miracle who think they are as smart as or smarter than God. They're in a situation. They don't like the situation. So they're going to work their minds and see if they can't find a shortcut. And when they find their shortcut, they don't do Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 7. They carry through on their shortcut. And sometimes, God allows them to go ahead with it so they can learn in the long run that they were wrong. And sometimes in his mercy, he closes the door on Amen. And it is so. Mark chapter 12, verse 30. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. It comes first, as it should. The psalmist's prayer reveals his genuine desire to please God by walking daily in wholehearted obedience to the word of God. This is not compulsory. It is the prayer of one who loves God. The psalmist's prayer reveals his genuine desire to please God by walking daily in wholehearted obedience to the word of God. This is not compulsory. It is the prayer of one who loves God. The Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 15. The Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 15. The Gospel of John, 
chapter 14, verse 15. If ye love me, commandment. If you love me, obey my commandment. If you love me, keep my commandment. Verse 21. John chapter 14, verse 21. John chapter 14, verse 21. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, it is he that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. He that hath my commands and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. John, all the way at the back by the book of Revelation. First John, chapter 5, verse 3. First John, chapter 5, verse 3. First John, chapter 5, and verse 3. For this is the love of God that we keep in his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. Amen. First John chapter 5, verse 3. Very important scripture. And this, for this is the love of God. In case you were wondering, And this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. So, saints, loving God means doing what he tells us to do. And we know that that isn't hard at all, because children of God can obey him. They can defeat sin. And all the evil pleasures that this life brings because they trust Jesus to help them. Amen? Amen. First John chapter 2, verse 3. John chapter 2, verse 3. 1 <coughs> John chapter 2, verse 3. And hereby we do know that we know him, if we keep his commandments. If we keep his commandments. If we obey him. 1 John chapter 3, verse 24. John chapter 3, verse 24.
First John chapter 3, verse 24. And he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him. And hereby we know that he abideth in us by the Spirit which he hath given us. Why? Because we keep his commandments. John chapter 2, verse 4. 1 John chapter 2, verse 4. 1 John chapter 2, verse 4. He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar. And the truth is not in him. He that saith, I know him, with not his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. Second John 6. Second John 6. Second John 6, John 6, and this is love, that we walk after his commandment. This is love. I know some of us think it's something else, but this, he's quite explicit here. This is love, that we walk after his commandment. This is a commandment that, as you have heard from the beginning, you should walk in it. The Gospel of John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The Gospel of John. The Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 29. The Gospel of John, chapter 8, and verse 29. The previous scripture was Second John 6. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. The Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 29. Jesus Christ speaking. And he that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone. For I do always those things that please him. I do always. Highlight that thing. For I do always those things that please him. Amen? Amen. 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 God's trying to get us ready. <clears throat> because we told him we want to be ready whenever he comes. So, he's trying to get us ready. Amen? 
He's trying to get us ready. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Father, thank you for this word tonight. We all need this word. We all need this word over and over and over again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You see, we prayed on Wednesday night. And you said, well, okay, we prayed. No, God is answering on Friday night. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God is answering on Friday night. So we need to do what we need to do. We need to obey God. Let us hear, saints, the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Amen. So you cannot say on that day, Lord, I never heard of that before. That won't work. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I'm glad we're all getting it right. Amen. We're going to do our very best. I know that we will. I know that we will. Now, as I'm approaching the adjudication, amen, uh, this first one, we've done this subject matter before. In fact, what this article is about, we presented it to the Lord recently, but the Lord said do it again. So in obedience, we're going to do it again. Amen. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your word. We will take it to heart in Jesus' name. And we are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning a new study examining the likely impact that fraudulent mail-in ballots had in the 2020 election concludes that the outcome would almost certainly have been different without the massive expansion of voting by mail. The Heartland Institute study tried to gauge the probable impact that fraudulent mail-in ballots cast for both then-candidate Joe Biden and his opponent, President Donald Trump, would have had on the overall overall 2020 election results. The study was based on data obtained from a Hartland-Rasmussen study in December that revealed that roughly one in five mail-in voters admitted to potentially fraudulent actions in the presidential election. After the researchers carried out additional analysis of the data, They concluded that mail-in ballot fraud significantly impacted the 2020 presidential election. They also found out that absent that, excuse me, 
my, you know, we have we have quite a bit of pollen here this week, and I'm trying to get past that. All right. They also found out that absent the huge expansion of mail-in ballots during the pandemic, which was one, which was often done without legislative approval, presidently have won. Lord, I must have left something out of that. Had the 2020 election been conducted like every national election has been over the past two centuries, wherein the vast majority of voters cast ballots in person rather than by mail, Donald Trump would have almost certainly been reelected, the report author wrote. Over 43% of 2020 votes were cast by mail, the highest percentage in U.S. history. The new study examined raw data. Ooh, Lord. I remember that, Lord Jesus. Okay, don't tell them right now. Okay. The new study examined raw data from the December survey carried out jointly between Heartland Institute and Rasmussen reports, which tried to assess the level of fraudulent voting that took place in 2020. The December survey which President Trump called the biggest story of the year, suggested that roughly 20% of mail-in voters engaged in at least one potentially fraudulent action in the 2020 election, such as voting in a state where they're no longer permanent residents. In the new study, Heartland analysts said that after reviewing the raw survey data, subjecting it to additional statistical treatment, and more thorough analysis, they now believe that they can conclude that 28.2% of respondents who voted by mail committed at least one type of behavior that is, under most circumstances, illegal, and so potentially amounts to voter fraud. This means that more than one in four ballots cast by mail in 2020 were likely cast fraudulently and thus should not have been counted, the researchers wrote. A Heartland Institute research editor and research fellow who was involved in the study explained that there are narrow exceptions where a surveyed behavior may be legal, like filling out a mail-in ballot on behalf of another voter if that person is blind, illiterate, or disabled and requests assistance. However, the research fellow, Jack McFerrin, said such cases were within the margin of error and not statistically significant. In addition to reassessing the likely overall degree of fraudulent mail-in ballots in the 2020 election, Heartland analysts elated the potential impact that fraudulent mail-in ballots might have produced in the six key swing states that President Trump officially lost. This then was used to determine the impact of potentially fraudulent mail-in ballots on the overall 2020 election results. First, the researchers analyzed the electoral results for the six swing states. Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. Under the 
2.2% fraudulent mail-in ballot scenario that they estimated based on the raw survey data. Then they calculated the electoral results in the six states under the different scenarios, each with a lower assumed percentage of fraudulent ballots ranging from 28.2% all the way down to 1%. For each of the 29 scenarios that they assessed, that they assessed the researchers calculated the estimated number of fraudulent ballots, which were then subtracted from overall 2020 vote totals to generate a new estimate for vote totals. Overall, of the 29 different scenarios presented in the study, the researchers concluded that President Trump would have won the 2020 election in all but three. Specifically, they calculated that the only scenarios that would affirm the official 2020 election result, namely that candidate Biden won, were mail-in ballot fraud levels between 1% and 3% of ballots cast. Mail-in ballot fraud rates higher than 3% would, according to the study, mean more fraudulent Biden votes that should be subtracted from the total, putting President Trump ahead. For example, the adjustment to the vote tallies under fraud percentage rates between 13 and 6% would mean President Trump would have won Arizona, Georgia, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin, though he would have still lost in Michigan and Nevada. Under such a scenario, President Trump would have won 289 electoral electoral college votes compared to candidate Biden's 249. In scenarios of 5 to 4% fraud, each candidate would have received 269 electoral college votes, but President Trump would likely still have won because Republicans control more state delegations under a tie scenario. Congress would have voted based on the number of delegates. However, the researchers expressed confidence in their overall assessment that the level of mail-in ballot fraud was over 25%, indicative of an actual Trump win. We have no reason to believe that our survey overstated voter fraud by more than 25 percentage points, and thus we must conclude that the best available evidence suggests that mail-in ballot fraud significantly impacted the 2020 presidential election in favor of Joe Biden. The paper's author wrote, Jim Womack, president of the North Carolina Election Integrity Team, said that he believes the survey questions were flawed and make the survey statistically meaningless, though not without value. We know there was fraud in the 2020 election, but you can't conclude that it was 20% or 10% or even 5% based on the survey because the questions that could lead to such conclusions were unclear, Mr. Womack said. However, he said that the survey questions on which Heartland based its research were unclear, argued that the questions commingle legal and illegal activity, and that this made it impossible to conclude 
specific percentages of mail-in ballot fraud with certainty. For instance, Mr. Womack pointed out that it's legal and permissible in all states for people who, by reason of blindness, disability, or illiteracy, request or require assistance in filling out mail-in ballots to get such assistance. However, the wording of one of the survey questions during the 2020 election, did you fill out a ballot in part or in full on behalf of a friend or family member, such as a spouse or child, did not differentiate between legal and illegal forms of filling out a mail ballot on behalf of someone. Therefore, 21% of people... Thank you. Responding yes to this question does not necessarily mean that this percentage of people actually committed voter fraud, Mr. Womack argued. Mr. Womack also said that another survey question, during the 2020 election, did you cast a mail-in ballot in a state where you were no longer a permanent resident, to which 17% replied yes, also does not support the conclusion that all such cases were illegal. That's because, as Mr. Womack pointed out, federal and state laws allow some voters, such as UOCAVA registered citizens, to cast a ballot in a state where they are no longer permanent residents under certain circumstances. We need to dive deeper into these responses to determine if these were fraudulent or not, Mr. Womack said. Regardless, he praised the Heartland Institute for engaging with the topic of mail-in ballot fraud, raising public awareness about what he said is an important problem. When asked to comment on Mr. Womack's objections, Mr. McFarland of the Heartland Institute said that he stands by the findings. For instance, Mr. McFarland acknowledged that it's legal for people who are blind, disabled, or illiterate to get some help from someone in filling out a ballot. However, he argued that the number of such individuals responding to the Heartland Rasmussen survey, which was based on a representative sample of 1,085 likely voters, would likely have been tiny. It would be difficult to imagine that dozens of blind people or those who are illiterate or disabled are answering this poll, he said. Mm-hmm. Adding that the presumably tiny fraction of survey respondents who fall into this category would be statistically insignificant and not impact the overall survey results. But even if that particular question is left out due to concerns about its clarity, the percentage of people who admitted to potentially fraudulent voter activity would still be about one in five, he said. Mr. McFerrin said he and his team have received and reviewed Mr. Womack's criticism, and they believe the points he makes have some validity but not enough to affect their findings in a meaningful way. He maintains the study clearly shows that if the 2020 election had been as fair and secure as prior elections, President Trump would almost certainly have been reelected to a second term. Mr. Womack continues to stand by his criticism of the survey question design, providing with a written statement on February 8th that calls the survey very poorly constructed, failing to capture even a single incidence of probable voter fraud. 
He argued that the survey questions were vague and ambiguous, commingling permissible with impermissible behaviors, thus diminishing the quality and usefulness of the responses. Further, Mr. Womack argued that propagating the contents of the survey does more harm than good and potentially undermines the work and reputation of legitimate election integrity organizations like EIN. Referring to the Election Integrity Network, a project of the Conservative Partnership Institute. Meanwhile, the authors of the Heartland study call for state legislatures to do all in their power to ensure the 2024 presidential election is as secure as possible, mostly by severely limiting mail-in voting and adopting the other common-sense policies to prevent mail-in voter fraud. All right. The Lord reminded me of an incident that happened in the state of Florida, which I am extremely familiar with. And the results of this particular situation resulted in a supervisor of election being removed from that post. She was a Democrat. And it was the habit, as I have known for a very long time, of that party to ship in ballots, in boxes, in vans, after the polls were closed. They shipped them in. They showed up in vans, in boxes. And they were thrown in with all the others after the polls were closed. And if you do some research, uh, it was in South Florida. If you do some research, you'll find that. But you see, that's a habit that and other things, removing candidate uh, signs on the side of the road, stuffing um mailboxes with derogatory information about Republican candidates. I know they do this. I have witnessed them with my own two eyes doing this. Okay? So nobody can tell me that this is not one of their practices. It is. Finding a way to stuff ballots where they ought not be stuffed, and other activities that are actually illegal, I've known for a very long time that the Democratic Party does a lot of that. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's continue in Jesus' name. Amen. You see, if you get up early in the morning, you might see all kinds of things. We want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications concerning such. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning New York Governor Kathy Hochul is seeking to attract illegal immigrants to work in the state workforce, claiming she has 10,000 unfilled jobs available to employ the individual. Hotel owners and restaurant owners have come to me Can you send some of the migrants up here? We need them. I hear this in every corner of the state. 
Ms. Hochul said during a news conference last week, I have 10,000 openings in the New York State workforce from our operations to State University of New York, I have 10,000 openings. The governor, a Democrat, says she's anxious to get the hiring process moving quickly. Once they're approved, we can match people to jobs. They don't need to be reliant on services any longer, which I think is the objective to not have people supported by taxpayers in our shelters. The New York Department of Civil Service said in January 12 in a January 12th document that the governor has identified 18,000 job openings with hundreds of employers willing to hire migrants and asylum seekers with legal work status in the United States. Currently, asylum seekers have to wait for about 6 months or sometimes years to get work authorizations once they once they submit an application. Illegal immigrants who haven't yet received work permits are legally not allowed to work. Being employed without a work permit can result in deportation. The issuance of such work permits is done by the federal U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services. Uh, The governor and the New York City Mayor Eric Adams have called on the federal administration to issue work permits faster to illegal immigrants. State agencies have identified around 4,000 positions as part of their effort to employ asylum seekers, according to the January 12th document. Many of the positions are hard to recruit entry level that can be filled by migrants and asylum seekers, the document states. However, it notes several barriers in employing such individuals. First, the education levels of asylum seekers can't be verified, which poses a problem is many of the jobs have qualifications, such as completion of high school. Some of the migrants have only limited English proficiency. Agencies may also find it difficult to verify the previous employment histories of illegal immigrants. The department claims that the roles the agencies seek to fill with illegal immigrants are mostly in the labor and non-competitive classes. Such roles fall into the following categories, clerical and administrative support, speak English, engineering support, equipment service and repair, Mm -hmm. facilities operations, food service, and human service. In February, in a February 5th op-ed at news outlet AM New York, Joanne Arola, a Republican New York City councilwoman, denounced the move to hire illegal immigrants. She points out that the jobs being set aside, (coughs) excuse me, for asylum seekers would be ideal for college students looking to find good entry-level jobs following graduation. With so much talk going on about the crushing levels of debt that our college students are experiencing, 
One must wonder why Ms. Hoochel has not created a direct S-U-N-Y to government pipeline to fill these vacancies and help our next generation to pay off their loans. The Department of Civil Service has suggested creating new lower work standards, lower work standards, okay, to get illegal migrants into jobs through transitional titles. Oh, we're going to change the title. Uh-huh. All right. That's a really good idea. Mm. Jobs with such transitional titles will have requirements more in line with the candidate's qualifications, but still allow them to successfully perform the duties of the position. Such appointments would be temporary. You bet. During this time, illegal immigrants are expected to obtain qualifications necessary for the target position. Once they obtain the required qualifications, are reachable on appropriate eligible lists if exams are required, and if their work performance has been satisfactory, agencies may appoint them to the target title. Representative Mark Molinario criticized the policy in a February 1 post on X, formerly known as Twitter. Now they're lowering the barriers to entry for migrants to get open state jobs, he said. Why isn't this same courtesy extended New York residents? And why isn't there an effort to remove barriers for New Yorkers with disabilities? The plan to allow asylum seekers to take up jobs in New York comes as the state has recorded a massive influx of illegal immigrants. More than 120,000 illegal immigrants have arrived in New York City over the past year, with 60,000 currently being housed at shelters run by the city. Recently, two city police officers were beaten by a group of individuals believed to be illegal immigrants, an incident that has raised questions about the city's sanctuary status policy. Being a sanctuary city means that law enforcement officials in the city generally won't cooperate with the federal government. During a February 5th press conference, Kenneth Janello, the field office director at the New York Office of U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement, and others have urged an end to the city's sanctuary status. We are here. We want to assist. We want to help. The problem is, due to city policies and state law, the cooperation is no longer afforded between NYPD and ICE, he said. There are hundreds of people a week that are being arrested throughout the city, and if we can't determine which are the most violent, we have to find out, unfortunately, through the media. Meanwhile, former President Donald Trump believes the migrant crisis in New York might sway the traditional Democrat state to support him in this year's presidential election. Do I think we have a chance? New York has changed a lot in the last two years. We have migrants all over the street. They are living on Madison Avenue. Nobody can believe what's happened to New York, he said in a recent interview with Fox News. The people of New York are angry. People that would have never voted for me because I'm a Republican. I mean, they're Democrats. I think they're going to vote for me. So I think we're going to give New York a heavy shot. We want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications concerning such. 
We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. The EU is bracing itself for a possible trade war with the U.S. if Donald Trump wins the presidential election in November, Bloomberg reported on Wednesday, citing an anonymous official within the bloc. Oh, some anonymous person. Really? Hmm. The European Commission is working on a formal economic assessment of how a Trump victory would impact member states. The source told the business agency, news agency, without offering details of Brussels' potential response. In a separate article based on interviews with Trump campaign insiders, Bloomberg reported that his administration would impose a minimum 10% tariffs on imports from the EU, the same as for China. Other proposal, another proposal involves retaliation for the taxes imposed by Brussels on digital service in the last in the past several years, which have targeted US-based tech, tech giants such as Meta and Amazon. The counteraction would be launched under provisions in the Trade Act of 1974 which Trump deployed during his first term to address trade imbalances with foreign nations, sources explain. The Trump presidency locked horns with the EU over a U.S. trade deficit and what he perceived as European reluctance to side with Washington against China. The tariffs imposed by Trump on European steel and aluminum were only partially walked back by the administration of President Joe Biden last year. European officials are hesitant to fight back despite considering the measures unfair due to concerns that it could help Trump's election chances, Bloomberg noted. Biden is perceived as less antagonistic than Trump in EU capitals. In a rare remark on U.S. domestic policies last May, German Chancellor Ole Schultz publicly expressed his press preference for the Democrat to remain in office. However, some of Biden's policies have upset the Europeans, the outlet said, particularly the $390 billion subsidy program to support green technology packed into the 2022 Inflation Reduction Act. The money offered incentives to European manufacturers to move production to the U.S. At the time, the bloc's members were struggling to adjust to spiking energy prices following the self-imposed decoupling from cheap Russian sources. More expensive American liquefied natural gas has replaced most of the share we held by Russian supply. So we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications on such. We are requesting from the righteous judge concerning during a speech in Las Vegas on Sunday, President Joe Biden boasted that he has continued canceling student debt thanks to workarounds in defiance of a U.S. Supreme Court ruling that blocked his debt relief plan, while claiming that the forgiveness won't burden taxpayers. Mm. I promised we'd help eliminate accumulated student debt that millions of Americans carried during the economic pandemic and beyond, President Biden said in the speech, recalling one of his key campaign promises. The Supreme Court of the United States blocked me 
But they didn't stop me, he continued, saying, found another way to continue canceling student debt while falsely claiming that the various forgiveness schemes were not costing people anything. In a 6-3 decision in the summer of 2023, the Supreme Court blocked President Biden's plan to cancel $430 billion in student loan debt for some 43 million Americans. Protecting taxpayers from having to fund the forgiveness scheme, but delivering a blow to one of the president's campaign promises. At the time, President Biden denounced the decision, saying in a 2030-2023 speech decision, closed one path, but that his administration would pursue another, including by way of a student debt forbearance scheme under the Higher Education Act. Since then, the Biden administration has continued to cancel debt for specific groups of federal student loan borrowers by tweaking and expanding rules under existing relief programs. For example, in his Las Vegas speech, President Biden said he fixed one of the existing programs to allow public servants to get student debt relief, adding that Members of this group would be getting notices in the mail soon. This time, they're not going to have any doubt about who sent it to you. It's going to have my name on it, Biden, he declared. In late January, the U.S. Department of Education canceled another $5 billion in federal student loan debt owed by some 73,600 borrowers bringing the total that the Biden administration has so far approved for cancellation to a whopping $136 billion for some 3.7 million people. In his Nevada speech, the president said he's determined to keep at it. I mean it, he said. We've got another $25 billion a year in the pipeline, the president continued, claiming incredibly that the student debt forgiveness not only grows the economy, but it's not costing people anything. Clips of President Biden's remarks have circulated online, drawing various reactions, many critical. It is getting paid for by those of us who repaid our own college loans, one ex-user stated. Criminal. The Republican National Committee's research arm took to X to say that President Biden's claim that his student debt cancellation scheme isn't costing people anything is false. He's wrong. That debt gets transferred to Americans who didn't go to college through inflation and taxes, the RNC research account wrote. Numerous critics of President Biden's student loan forgiveness scheme have panned the debt wipeout as unfair to people who sacrificed to pay off their student loans or never racked them up in the first place, but now are being forced to foot the bill for other people's debts. In August 2022, the Biden administration unveiled its plan to forgive up to 20000 in student debt per person for about 4 million borrowers. At the time, the White House said that the cancellation scheme would cost $24 billion per year or $240 billion over a 10-year period. By contrast, 
Projections by the Penn Wharton Budget Model and the Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget put the figure at between $330 billion and $500 billion over the decade. Respect. Under that sweeping plan, taxpayers would have absorbed up to $10,000 in outstanding student debt for individual borrowers earning less than $125,000 per year or $250,000 for married joint filers. At the time, Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell called President Biden's student loan cancellation scheme socialism and a slap in the face of every family who sacrificed to save for college, every graduate who paid their debt, and every American who chose a certain career path or volunteered to serve in our armed forces in order to avoid taking on debt. The Supreme Court's 6-3 decision in June 2023 put an end to that scheme. But the president has, as he made clear in his Las Vegas speech, continued to cancel student debt by every means at his disposal. Some political strategists have said that the president's various debt forgiveness actions could help him as he runs for re-election, even if they're blocked by the courts because it would generate anger that it could be channeled to fuel voter engagement. Republican nominees for president have voiced opposition to the Biden administration's student debt forgiveness. President Trump, who is the frontrunner for the Republican 2024 nomination, said that after the Supreme Court ruling, that the debt cancellation would have been very unfair to the millions and millions of people who paid their debt through hard work and diligence. Very unfair. Nikki Haley, former U.S. ambassador to the United Nations, who's polling in second place, has said canceling has said canceling student debt is unfair for those who worked hard to pay back their loans or make other career choices that didn't involve going deep. So we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications concerning such. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning illegal immigrants in the Big Apple will soon start receiving prepaid debit cards that they must pledge to use only to buy food, according to New York City records and media reports. Records indicate that New York City has awarded $53 million million contract to a company called Mobility Capital Finance, which will create and distribute the prepaid cards called immediate response cards. Under the program, that company will begin delivering the cards to the Roosevelt Hotel, the first touch place, touch point for illegal immigrants arriving in the city and will hand hand them out directly to asylum seekers receiving financial assistance. The first to receive the cards will be families with children under the care of New York City's Housing Preservation and Development Agency. The agency, MOCAFI, looks forward to partnering with New York City to disperse funds for asylum seekers to purchase fresh, hot food. And founder Wol Coaxum said in a statement to the New York Post, Mo Kafai's goal is to expand access to financial resources for individuals, excluding from banking, 
such as asylum seekers while helping the local economy. New York City Councilman Joe Borelli criticized the program, telling Fox 5 New York that it's providing illegal immigrants with services on the taxpayer dime. We're just giving this migrant population more free stuff at the expense of New York City taxpayers, he told the outlet. It comes as taxpayers in, the, in New York City face sharp cuts to services such as policing and education because the city has had to divert money to cover expenses associated with the influx of illegal immigrants. The mayor's office said that the program will start by providing the prepaid cards to 500 families with restrictions on how they can spend the money. We will provide prepaid debit cards to an initial 500 migrant families with children who may use the prepaid cards exclusively at bodegas, grocery stores, supermarkets, and convenience stores to ensure the money is spent on food and baby supplies, the City Hall statement reads, according to Fox 5 New York. Recipients will have to sign an affidavit promising to spend the money on the cards only on food and baby supplies. <clears throat> They'll face removal from the program if they do otherwise, according to the New York Post. Now, Lord, help me here, because <clears throat> I see fraud all over this thing. The size of the family will affect the amount provided on the prepaid cards, with a family of four set to receive about $1,000 per month, according to the Post. Neither HPD nor Mayor Eric Adams' office replied to a request for more details about the program. However, a spokesperson for Mr. Adams' office told the Post program will make it easier for qualifying families to get the food of their choice and will save the city money. Not only will this provide families with the ability to purchase fresh food for their culturally relevant diet. Lord, do I have a culturally relevant diet? I don't know that I've ever had a culturally relevant relevant diet, and the baby supplies of their choosing. But the pilot program is expected to save New York City more than $600,000 per month or more than $7.2 million annually. Kayla Mamalek, the mayor's spokesperson, said, comes as New York City has faced an illegal immigration crisis of epic proportions with Mr. Adams saying in December that more than 157,000 migrants have arrived at the city's door since last year, 1.5 the size of the city of Albany. The entire city was dropped into New York City, the mayor said. In a State of the City address at the end of January, Mr. Adams revealed that the number has grown to 172,000. We have helped more than 172 asylum seekers who are still illegal immigrants by providing food, asylum, and medical care. We have helped tens of thousands 
file applications to extend temporarily their status and seek employment, he said, while expressing support for using city resources to help illegal immigrants, despite public outcry over the disruption of the crisis on New Yorkers' daily lives. Amid the influx, Mr. Adam has walked a fine line between empathy and criticism. For instance, he warned in September 2023 that the unending influx of illegal immigrants would destroy New York City. He has also pleaded for federal help, lamenting that the Biden administration's lack of action was leaving cities to fend for themselves. This is really interesting because one month they're calling them illegal immigrants. And now they're changing their name to asylum seekers. This is really interesting. You know, it really is. You see, the people of New York never got to vote on whether or not this was acceptable to them. And the tax money that they're using, the citizens of New York paid it. This is very, very interesting. Amen. It's just very, very interesting. Very, very, very interesting. Amen. They're going to move in people that are not citizens, that have no right to be here to begin with, and they're going to take your money and give it to them. You made reservations a year ago spend a weekend in that hotel, but you're bumped and there's no place for you to go because they gave it to someone else. Okay. And many, 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 many other things. Not to mention you're afraid to go outside. Ugh. I don't know what to say about all this. Brother Marshall, we need to pray. Thank you, Lord. The mercies are new each and every day. Thank you that you ever live to make intercession for us. Thank you that you're alive right now at the right hand of the Father. Thank you, Father, for the spirit of adoption. <clears throat> Thank you never give us any more than we can handle. Maybe the people in New York City don't feel that way. Maybe some of the people that have had um, skeptics, I might put it gently, um, wondering about, um, well, of course mail-in ballots are wonderful. And all the rest of these different things. Father, we come before your throne of grace and time of need with, a big, with our big brother Jesus. Because you said if two of you on earth agree to touch anything last gets shall be done to my Father which is in heaven. You said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. He said, call upon me in the day of trouble and I will deliver thee and thou shalt glorify me. So Father, first and foremost, we pray for those who despitefully use us. We ask you to save the souls that can be saved. And you know who they all are, Father. You know some of them are real human beings that can still repent. Some of those people that, are, that have been uh, controlled by uh, psychological means, ungodly fear and other things, Father God. And just like the, like the story from the Truman Show, this is a little cute little show. He, he thought it was real. Everything was consistent in his little uh, bubble or whatever. And then he found out, oh, he was just afraid to, to leave. And then he found out, oh, it isn't real. <clears throat> Father, there's a lot of actors and a lot of actions going on that are rather questionable. And a lot of people that are supposed to be uh, giving uh, logical uh, responses and, and reasoned criticisms of, 
of different decisions that have been made that seem to go completely contrary to what uh, this the United States of America was found and on many other nations. Uh, not to mention your law. This is my commandment. You love one another as I have loved you. That's what it is. The whole the whole thing is our, our faith worketh by love. He, he said, He said, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Well, Lord, we want to, you know, the people of Israel, some of them forgot about this, they were strangers in a strange land down in Egypt or whatever it was uh, for a while, for a season, and they forgot that they they were aliens too. And uh, But we're supposed, to, we're supposed to love the stranger and care for the stranger. Well, that's fine if if they're brought there against their own will or against common sense. But some of them have been lured in, Father God, and some of them have had their way paid by various groups, Father God, even the U.N., even the likes of uh, the uh, Soros and others, Father God, many, many people that have different uh, agendas. But, Father God, we ask for your truth to be brought forth, Father, in every one of these situations, <clears throat> including what's going on with the ballots, including what's going on with so-called Biden administration trying to uh, play uh, little little favors. You know, I, I understand that after the first uh, election, when, when, when Biden got in, and a lot of these people said, oh, I'm going to vote for him because he's, he's going to give me $1,000. Well, that's great. And, and then there's one young guy you know, in his early 20s or something, well, I never got my $1,000. Biden didn't give it to me. So a politician has been known to, to, to um, offer lots of things to people, especially when they don't have to pay for it. They've been, been willing to offer all kinds of things to entice people to do things that are <clears throat> going along with whatever particular agenda that they have, Father God. Not necessarily your agenda. But, Father, you know what you do to liars. It's, it's not a good thing. It's not a good thing. But where is that? In Proverbs 19, there's a couple of places, and it talks about Proverbs 19. I think that's one of them. He said, put me in remembrance that it's plead together. Declare that thou mayest be justified. He said, a false witness shall not be unpunished. And he that speaketh lies shall not escape. And dropping down to verse 9 in Proverbs 19, a false witness shall not be unpunished. And he that speaketh lies shall shall perish. I've even heard rumors that Biden, the real Biden, might not even be physically alive. You know, he's multiple stand-ins, people with different shaped earlobes, eye color. But, Father, you said that, uh, you know, even even the book of Daniel, there was confusion of faces. And, of course, way back <laughs> many years ago, under the younger Bush administration, somebody walked into the president's office, the president at that time, and had on a really convincing disguise from Hollywood and he, he he didn't know who that person was. To the person took off the the wig and the the facial covering and that oh it's you. So Father God, there's a lot of people that don't know what the truth is. But you said my people will know the truth and the truth will make them free. What is truth? Pontius Pilate didn't know what truth was. Father God is true. He can never lie. Father, you're faithful who promised. Father, help those in need, Father God, all those in need, Father God, and not just the people in New York City, the, the true residents of the United States of America that were here before all these people were bussed in, trucked in, shipped around, even by the supposed uh, governor of Texas, who some people want to portray as being a conservative. Father God, uh, some people say, well, but he's just, what is it, what are you doing? Oh, he's just 
uh, transporting illegal people um, to different places. Isn't that kind of like uh, something that's kind of illegal, especially children? Isn't that like kidnapping? Or, or maybe not quite that drastic, but pretty bad. But, Father God, a lot of these people have been shoved around, and now there's all these lies going on about, oh, the ballots are, you know, the, the absentee ballots are perfectly legit. Everything's on the up and up. Well, that's, we heard a lot of people from a lot of different sources, but especially just the source that Pastor Sabrina read through calls a lot of that into question, Father God. So we thank you for bringing it all into the light. He said, we're not supposed to be afraid of them. They've been planning this. The whole thing was planned for a long time. And you said in Matthew 10:26, Jesus says, Fear them not, therefore, for there's nothing covered that shall not be revealed and hid that shall not be known. So, Father God, we know what you're doing, and you know how you're going to do it, and you have done it and are doing it, Father, in Jesus' name. We ask you to expose everything that's going on, not just with the ballots, and I think it's pretty obvious, but maybe others don't, because some people have issues going on with being mind-controlled, Father God. So we ask for your divine help and adjudication concerning what's being done. I think of the people from the Heartland study that brought all these items to light, calling on the state legislature to do all this in their power. But their power is what from what? Where did they get? Who put them in there? Were they elected or selected? Are they all part of the secret handshake society, or the Masons and all that? Or do they actually care about the people they're supposed to be representing? You know their hearts. You're the only one who knows every one of our hearts. Only God knows our hearts. I don't even know my own heart fully. So, Father God, deliver those that can be delivered. Pray. We pray for those congressmen and those senators, Father God, in the federal levels, the state levels, and all the people in the different positions of authority, whatever positions of authority there. And some of them were just put there as government bureaucrats. Help them, Father. Visit them in the night. Send the Holy Ghost to bring conviction. Just like you said in, in John 16, verse 8, the Holy Ghost is the one who brings conviction. It's not my job. Sometimes the, the scriptures can help with that. He said, The servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach in meekness, instructing the patient in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves, uh, that God prevention will grant them repentance to the acknowledge of the truth, that they will recover themselves from the snare of the devil. Some of those people, they went along, well, you know, the little story that, that Satan gave to Jesus, if you just bow down and worship me, I'll give you all this fame and glory and money. And, and some people think that's great, but it doesn't help us make heaven. Some people don't know there really is a, a, a heaven to be gained and a hell to be avoided. So help those congressmen and all those, Father God. We thank for the people. I'm asking you to bring conviction on those that are just doing the bidding of their overlords and their their handlers, Father God, whether Womack is one of those, I don't know. But those people that are being told to uh, bring into question uh, this study, of course the election was all on the up and up. How can you possibly question that? And don't let people hear what, what Mike Lindell found out. Oh, don't let them hear about that. Certainly not. Don't let them hear about all those, uh, what do they call them, about all the... Um, the people at those different drop boxes. And don't let the, you know, I remember talking to one of the election officials locally in, in my area, and they said, well, how come in Pennsylvania more, more than 200,000 people voted than are residents that are eligible to vote? Where do they get those extra 200,000 votes? Were they all just brought in on, on uh, the mail trucks from out of state? 
So, Father, we know there's a lot of questions, and thank you for Pastor Sabrina's willingness to admit to what she's seen with her own two eyes. So, Father, we ask you to help the people to do what's right in your sight, especially the state legislatures, because, Father God, it's the state legislatures, not the governors, that are supposed to choose what's proper and what's right, Father God. And a lot of people try to ram things through. And, of course, maybe the WHO, the World, the World Homicide Organization, oh, the health organization, excuse me, uh, maybe maybe they, they, they want to bring in a, a, another little thing. Of course, they're, they're, they're trying to get people all ramped up. Oh, I'm so grateful, Father God, that whatever the next so-called pandemic thing is, planned Demic, that Father God, that even if it is a um, a so-called uh, virus or whatever it is, of course, virus just means venom, which just means poison, it, and and if you can only get a hemorrhagic thing from physical bodily fluid contacts, you don't just get it by somebody sneezing in your general direction. So, Father God, we thank you for delivering us from every street of ungodly fear. Whatever they have planned up their sleeves, you're exposing it now. And we thank you for bringing it all to light so we can be at peace. And not just in this country, every country. Because they're, they're, not, they're not that secret about what they're doing. A lot of these things are being brought to light. And I thank you, Father God, for bringing to light what this governor of New York is trying to say. Oh, we've got these 10,000 positions. Isn't that wonderful? Well, they've already got, what do we hear about later on? More than 170-something thousand just this year or something going to New York City? That's just New York City. What about the rest of New York State? You know, how many people have been flooded into other areas, Father God? And I know, Father God, that they're being shipped all over the place. Every area, every nook and cranny in the United States. Why is that? Why would they want to suddenly have the population of the United States be augmented by maybe 10% <laughs> with people that have been told, oh, Biden's fabulous for giving you a free phone. We're going to give you all these little debit cards. You can just go have a lovely time because the United States just wants to give out free everything to everybody. Because why? Because they know that the United States has been earmarked to be brought down because maybe God's going to judge us. But Father God, you said, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked way, then will I hear from heaven, forgive their sins and heal their land. Forgive us our generational and personal sins and and iniquities, Father God, in Jesus' name, not just lust of flesh, lust of God, pride of life, every spirit of presumption, thinking we have something figured out. Because whatever I think I got something figured out, I find out, nope, you're wrong again, Marshall. Because <laughs> your ways are so much, much higher than my ways. So thank you, Father God, for the tremendous outpouring of your spirit, Father God, in, in little revival meetings along the southern border. I thank you, Father God, for what you're doing in this nation and around the world, rescue the poor forth of your spirit, even as you did some 70 years ago, coming from from the, the, the islands in, in, in Scotland, even to this country, even to the area where the Twin Towers used to be in New York, Father God, where people, their hearts were turning to the Lord. I think a lot of people, even as President Trump was quoted as saying by Pastor Sabrina, that the people in New York City are kind of fed up. They're kind of angry and tired. Some of those very, really liberal public school teachers, when they were told, hey, you got to get jabbed or you can't work, they suddenly didn't like Biden anymore. I can't imagine why that would have been, because it was just an illegal order, kind of like what they did to the military. Said, oh, it, it's all approved now, but it's not available. But well, that's, pretend, it's, pretend it's available. Father, we thank you for bringing all these things to light. What's going on with all the people, all the so-called 
migrants they're now calling asylum seekers. Now, what I heard about a definition about an asylum seeker, they have to seek asylum in the first nation they come to. Well, how many people are coming from all these different nations, 170-something nations, and they all go to the very first nation they arrived at, the ones that were flown in to uh, Venezuela? Did they seek asylum there? Are the people from Venezuela the very first nation they came to? Did they seek asylum there? I don't know whether it was Panama. What was the first general area they came to? Did they seek asylum? Maybe Mexico. Did they seek asylum there? Oh, no, no, no. It was when they came across, oh, not actually, the border. Because the borders, before it gets to wherever the wall is, actually, when they get on that, that land that's just next to the border wall, that's actually part of the United States. Now they can seek asylum. But how do they get there as a first nation? Because they can't be an asylum seeker because they have to do it in the first nation they come to. So, Father God, there's a little funny thing about all this nonsense. We ask you to bring it all to light. Father God, we know that, that they're trying to tell people to say, oh, we can't support Trump because it, you know, the, the people in, in, in the U.N. aren't real, uh, United Nations aren't real happy with him because he, he wants them to pay their fair share and he doesn't want to, of course, they're already struggling in, in Europe. A lot of people in the European nations, they don't want anything to do with the United Nations. Most of them, even Croatia that joined recently, they're like, what did we get into? What is this? What is this giant socialism plan here? Father God, it's, 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 it's like the, it's, it was like a little trial thing to be able to bring the whole new world order for the whole world, Father God. And a lot of nations, not just China, not just, um, of course, China, they think they're above everybody. And, and Russia, they want to keep their own national status because they actually have a, a form of godliness, you know, the Russian Orthodox. I'm, I'm not here to criticize. They like their little statues and things. But some of them actually have a relationship with God. Even some people in the Roman Catholic Church have a relationship with the true and living God through Jesus. Father God, help those that are hurting and in need. Help those that are hurting, Father God, in Jesus' name. In every nation, Father God, in kind of a set of including in the European nations, Father God. In all those areas that people are struggling, Father God, in Jesus' name. Those that are struggling with um, trying to bring a balance between all the various national interests, Father God, in Jesus' name. The people in Ukraine, the people in Germany, the people in all the nations, Father God, how about the United States, too? And how about Canada, too? Every nation, every nation, Father God, because sometimes people have been misled. I've been misled. Can anybody get there? And, Father God, it's as if Biden is pleased to say he's going to have a workaround to get around the, the law, the Supreme Court, because why? Does he think he's above the law? <clears throat> Who is a scoff law but Satan? He doesn't want to obey God's law. No, he has his own rules, doesn't he? And and all these people that want to talk about common sense and logic from uh, Wharton School and all these people that want to talk about what's, what's even McConnell. My goodness. I thought he was just on board with the Uniparty. But he actually has questions about about uh, this uh, socialism scheme, a slap in the face of every family, sacrifice to, to save for college. So, Father God, we know it's just a plan. It's just a plan to woo people, vote for me, I'll give you more money. Didn't work too well before. Father, help the people to remember what happened to them before. Help those <clears throat> teachers, public school teachers in New York that were told, Hey, you got We got a. Uh, we got a mandate. You got to do what we tell you to do, because we're God and you're not. Oh, I mean, we're overlords and you're not. I mean, I mean, we're the. 
we're the, uh, the, the chief, chief cook and bottle washer, and you're just the floor sweeper or whatever. You know, Father God, who do they think they are? Who does Satan think he is? And he has the, the, the fallen angels that followed him, Father God, and all those spirits that are controlling people, jerking them around. Help the people to know what the right decisions are. And help those people that are knowing. I, I understand from what Pastor Sabrina went to all the people we're reading about, all the people, uh, the, the, uh, the, the mayor of New York is treading a fine line as a Democratic mayor. He doesn't want to offend Biden because you know, he's supposed to be the president or whatever, that, whatever the thing is that's called the uh, O'Biden, uh, uh, you know, Obama's third term or whatever, Obama's uh, whatever. He doesn't want to offend them because, you know, there's some people behind the strings, behind the, behind the veil that are pulling little strings on the puppets, Father God. So he has a very fine line to work. Help him and help the people and help the migrants. Some of those that genuinely... Uh, went there. There's, some of them went there with good intentions. Some of them with children. Some of them were struggling, as Pastor Sabrina and others have showed us before. Father, that is. <laughs>
Father God. Your dad, he's a Thank you. 